The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The nursing industry is one of the fastest-growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, examining the world of nursing. My name is Leanne Meyer. This is our first program, so I am so excited to be able to welcome our listeners from around the world, I guess. And helping me to uh, to know about, ugh, this program is going to be about helping you to know more about me and my background. Um, I am a passionate about nursing and nurses and what we can do to help patients heal. I believe that nurses play a phenomenal role in this area, more than many nurses even realize. It is truly a career in which I found my mission, spurred my human and spiritual growth, and found a community that feels alive, but not always connected. And so part of my purpose in doing this program is to be able to provide a space where nurses can connect and talk with each other. And I'm hoping that that's what this Um, program will be able to do. I've been a nurse for 41 years and over 17 years of nursing and management experience, dealing with employees, physicians, patients in nearly every area of hospital nursing, along with a wealth of experience in training, management, and coaching. I'm currently teaching a nurse refresher class in a community college, and that's part of how this all got started. So today, I'd like to introduce a friend of mine, a colleague, Betsy Stites. She's both college colleague, friend, and she's going to be partnering with me to be able to learn a little bit more about me. Hi, Leanne. I'm really excited to be here and partnering with you. It's going to be a really exciting opportunity, I think, not only for them to learn about you, but as a precursor to all the wonderful things they're going to learn over these next weeks with the whole program. So as we got started, and we were, you and I were kind of talking, getting ready for this, one of the questions I had for you was, how, was, how did this come about today? How was this born? Why are we having this program anyway? Yeah, excellent question. Um, I think that my whole life and my nursing career seems to have led me to doing this type of thing. I've had so many experiences uh, that have taught me things I'd like to be able to share with other people, especially with nurses either come into the profession, maybe nurses that have been in the profession, and especially nurses coming back into the profession, people who have been out of the profession for a while and now are thinking about coming back in. I understand your teaching a refresher class and 
I heard that some of those people said, oh, Leanne, you've got to get this information out to others. Yeah, and that was something that was a little bit surprising to me. Uh, I went into doing the the refresher class thinking, wow, I've been out of nursing for a long time. I didn't know how that was going to work. But because I've been a teacher for a long time, I really put myself heart and soul into it and made the program. It's a 10-week program that they get a certificate that allows them, and some of them renews their license, to be able to go back into nursing. And so I wanted it to be a program that would include everything they needed to know to do well in nursing in this day and age. And so it included not just the skills and not just the uh, the textbook kind of information, but also those things about dealing with conflict, dealing with personality, understanding your own and others, how to be able to interact with people in a way that is, creates a cooperative workplace. And so those are the things that I wanted to incorporate into the program. And the feedback that I got from class after class after class for the last three years has been that I provided them with much more than professional information, but also things that they could utilize in their life going forward. And that was a little bit of a surprise to me, but in the end, it was really what I was hoping to accomplish. And it sounds like you have been, which is just great. What what do you think they're going to get out of this? I mean, why is this helpful? In this program? Yeah. Yeah, I think this program, again, when I talked about, uh, as I look around the, the my environment, I don't see very much about nursing at all, in general, in the media, in TV, movies, any of that. Uh, when you think about a performance, and maybe it's about medicine, where's the nurse? Usually that nurse is nowhere in the center. She's certainly not a critical central character. She's usually an extra, or you hear her in the background saying, yes, doctor, right away, doctor, or I'll go and do that, yeah, doctor. Yeah. So I think people, unless you're a nurse or you uh, have been a patient, you have no idea what nurses do. And I think that the, the contribution of nurses is phenomenal And I hope that this will be a place that nurses can contribute their own experiences, that they can talk about ideas that are important to them, they can learn what's going on in other parts of the country and even the world, and maybe come up with some ideas about what we can do to improve the nursing that we're doing and helping other people. How did this ever come about that you're doing it on Voice of America? I mean, did you come up with this and (laughs) dream it all up and call them or what happened? Well, actually, it was uh, the day after one of my students in the refresher class had come up to me and she said, this is amazing what you've put together and you need to get this out to a larger audience than just this classroom. And I was thinking, well, what would that mean? And so the next day I was taking a nap and the phone rang and I picked it up and it was a cold call from a producer from Voice America wanting to know if I would have any interest in doing a radio program on nursing. And of course I thought it was a crank call, I couldn't believe this could be real. And uh, so after interactions with him, doing some checking myself, I realized that it was a real thing and it was a legitimate um, talk radio program. I started to think about what my student had told me, and I thought maybe this is that exact uh, vehicle to be able to do it. That's very cool. 
that really that's really just awesome you and I have talked about well why do people go into the healthcare profession I mean what are what's some background there that draws them in mm-hmm. and I know you've done a lot with things like Myers-Briggs and that kind of thing from a personality standpoint yeah I have I've done a lot of training uh, in Myers-Briggs I've done coaching and teaching and all kinds of things with it and over the last 25 years so I I see a lot of interesting things that come out of it. Uh, Myers-Briggs if you're not familiar is a personality assessment and it's been around for about 20 uh, since 1922 and many other personality assessments are using parts of that even when they come up with a new program. So at any rate what I learned when I was learning about Myers-Briggs, this is normal personality things that people are doing in their everyday lives. And I learned that 80% of people attracted to medicine and and to nursing uh, have a general, in general, have a personality preference for what's called sensing and feeling. Sensing is all about uh, concrete things, being able to do uh, tasks, being able to generate knowledge and using that knowledge in interesting ways. Um, In addition to that, the problem solving is a big part of that and nurses who are attracted or people who are attracted into nursing tend to be problem solvers. Mm -hmm. They have great ideas on how to take care of things. And then in addition to that is a very strong relationship-driven aspect of their personality and that fits so well into nursing with their colleagues with uh, dealing with patients with all different aspects it really fits in well and so nurses that have that tend to be um, some of the best nurses in looking at a career obviously there's so many things today that people can do I mean in fact to me that's a problem there are just there's almost too much. In fact, I don't even know how people decide today what they're what they're going to do. And so when you think about a career and raising a family and having enough money and finances and all of that, mm-hmm. how how do nurses fare as far as the economics are concerned? That's an interesting point. And actually, um, to come up to that point, I'd like to give a little bit of background. Certainly, you remember when you and I were first thinking about going into nursing, uh, there was about four different major areas of work that, that women were accepted in. And so certainly being a secretary, being a teacher, being a nurse, and probably being a housewife and mother were the four areas that were pretty common. Uh, when I started as a new grad RN, I started out making five twenty-five an hour. Oh my lord! <laughs> I was working in an ICU, and I was in charge of a step-down ICU med surge unit, medical surgical unit. And now, when I think back on that, it was just phenomenal that that was what we were paid. And in fact, to be able to increase your pay, you pretty much had to uh, quit your job, go to another facility, and then negotiate a higher wage there. At the time, uh, just to put it into perspective, there were uh, local grocery store clerks that were doing the checkout clerking were getting six fifty an hour while I was getting five twenty five working in intensive care. Good heavens, that's crazy. So things have changed tremendously since then, not only for uh, young people now, their choices are 
almost unlimited of what they can do. And because there seems to be less of them than maybe when the baby boomers were coming around, they're in high demand in, in many different directions. So wages, nurses' salaries and benefits have risen astronomically since that far away time 40 years ago. And um, it's not, but for a lot of nurses, it's really not about money exclusively. Certainly we all want to be paid well for what we do. But the very best nurses go back on those emotional paychecks that they get by the work that they do with patients at crucial areas in their life when those people are probably not functioning at their best. And they need somebody who can be there and support them in many different areas, physically, emotionally, mentally, all of the different ways that that they need at that time. And that's what nurses often see as an emotional paycheck. The wonderful thing to me about nursing, in fact, one of the reasons I went into nursing was my mom kept saying, well, why don't you be a teacher? Because you could have summers off and vacation. But I really didn't want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a nurse. But the cool thing about nursing is the sky's the limit. In fact, I was able to not only be a nurse clinically, but then I ended up teaching. And so I kind of did what my mom said. Uh, At the same time, I was bringing my passion to life. And wow, it's just exploded as far as I'm concerned from what the possibilities are for nursing now in clinics, in public health, in IT even, because they are wonderful problem solvers and their skills and abilities. I mean, to me, it's the sky's the limit. Science, biology, everything, which is... Research. Exactly. All sorts of different areas. It's like we need and want all of those various skills and abilities that people have. One, as we're going to... I know we have to take a break pretty soon, and I'm wondering... What, how does this program work anyway? Uh, the program is uh, you go to voiceamerica.com and health and wellness. And then my program will always be on Monday at this time. Uh, Pacific time, it's at 10 a.m. And uh, we'll be doing this as a weekly program with different topics the different people that will be coming in. Initially now in these next few weeks, it will be a pre-recorded section session and uh, without the ability of people to call in. But I'm hoping that soon in the next few weeks that we will have um, call-in opportunity. And I'm hoping to hear from a lot of you from all over the world. So in the meantime, if they have questions, comments, ideas, they should um, send you an email. Is that right? Yeah, my email is Leanne voiceamerica at gmail.com so leanne is spelled l-e-a-n-n-e and then voice america and that those three words are all together so it looks like we need to take a break here pretty quick and um, so you've been listening to uh, once a nurse always a nurse exploring the world of nursing this is leanne meyer and i'm talking with my friend betsy stites We'll be coming back in just a few minutes. I'm so grateful to have all of you listening, and I look forward to hearing from you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
these days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today... Please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, another look at nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, your host, and I'm here with Betsy Stites, my good friend and colleague, And we're talking, basically, I'm trying to give you an opportunity to get to know about me. So here we go. Okay. Leanne, I'm wondering if it might not help to, for the audience to hear about how the heck did you get into nursing anyway? Oh, good question. Um, I was a very nervous young woman in high school. Um, I was one of those people who came across as very confident, very uh, knowledgeable. I was, you know, one of those straight A students that everybody hates being around. But I was extremely 
lacking in self-confidence. And I covered that with um, some arrogance and coming across sometimes as a know-it-all. So when it came time to actually make decisions about what I was going to do next, I really didn't have a clue. Um, I had a lot of friends and relatives in my family. Um, it was it was a tough time. It was during the Vietnam era, uh, toward the end of it, and there was a lot of unrest that was going on in the country, and certainly young people were being affected by that. Those people I saw go to college for four years seemed to be especially affected with the unrest that was happening on college campuses, uh, government resistance, drugs, many other things that were, I was not mature enough and not wise enough probably to be able to handle at that time. And so I saw it as going to college was what created these problems. And so I had a couple of friends that had gone to a three-year nursing program in Duluth, Minnesota, the year before me, I had an opportunity to go and visit them. And it looked like a, a pretty safe place to be. They lived in a dorm where they were actually a dorm mother, came around at night and checked on your door to make sure you were, <laughs> are you alone in there? Um, and there were just uh, so many aspects. I didn't have to plan out what was going to happen. Uh, going to college, the classes were pretty much spelled out for us. And, and all we had to do was show up and do good work. And I could do that. So it provided you a real stable environment. It did. Uh, and there was a lot of support because these were nurses or people who were going into nursing. They were the kind of people who were very supportive and very caring. And so I got a tremendous amount of support during that time period. I actually got extremely nervous, didn't know what it was. But now looking back, I know that I had bulimia where I could eat and sometimes eat a lot, but then I would go back to my room and vomit. I would be so nervous. And so um, I got so much support and encouragement from those other nursing students. It was a big part of what allowed me to stay in there long enough to realize I can do this and I'm maybe good at it. So what did you have to do in order to get ready even to go? I I remember when we were talking, you talked about well, I wasn't so sure I was going to Yeah, I was around. really skeptical that this was going to work. And so I thought, well, what the heck, I'll give it a shot. But I'm going to hedge my bets here a little bit in that all of the equipment they asked us to buy, we had to get our own stethoscope and a bandage scissors. And I remember we were supposed to get nursing shoes. I bought the cheapest possible <laughs> brand thinking I'm not going to waste any money on this. But obviously it worked. Yeah, it was a little touch and go there for that first probably uh, quarter we had then. Uh, One of the, in fact, the, um, uh, uh, what do you want to call her, the dean or the head of the program? No, it wasn't the dean, it was the counselor. Counselor, yeah. She was the counselor for the the nurses' uh, students. And apparently I was showing some of that insecurity and nervousness because she came up to my room sat down, had a little conversation with me, and basically told me that they were not sure if I was St. Luke's material. Now, that really made me mad. And maybe that's what she was trying to do, was uh, inspire a little uh, anger and spirit. Spirit, yeah, get that spirit going. So I just 
really railed against that and decided, well, let me show you what I can do. I am definitely St. Luke's material. So that was it. I, I used that anger. I used that energy to be able to propel me through those next really difficult uh, classes and semester until I really could see this was going to be something that would work for me. So in your nursing program and experience, what was that like working with the doctors and and the patients and what did you experience? What stood out for you? You know, we we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, I, I had read a book called Cap for Kathy was one of the in instigations uh, of my wanting to come into nursing. And that was pretty much all I knew about nursing. So the realities of being in a large hospital and working with lots of different people, I was pretty naive. And so what I found was that it, it was really difficult. The work was hard. There was a lot of responsibility. And... Um, I lost my train of thought. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking about, you had mentioned to me about some problems you had with some oh, of the doctors. Right. What I discovered is that I was somebody who was really good at uh, standing up for the underdog. And so that really uh, translated very easily into patient advocacy. Um, what would happen is uh, I worked all the way through nursing school as a nursing assistant. And I also worked in the OR. And so what I found was that as a nursing student in the morning, I had the ability to be able to make some decisions. In the afternoon, as a nursing assistant, I didn't. I could make suggestions to the, the nurse involved, but I couldn't do anything. One example was a person who had multiple myeloma. And for people who don't know what that is, it's basically bone cancer. It's an extremely painful um, uh, kind of illness to have and at that time there was almost nothing that could be done for it so we had a patient that every time we turned her she was in excruciating pain and sometimes even her bones would break wow. just from turning wow. her so we had to be very careful as a nursing student I had the option to be able to give her a medication before we turned her um, as a, an aide in the afternoon I couldn't do that and so when I saw the doctor one of the next mornings, I just thought, well, I have a wonderful idea to solve this problem. And I went up to him and said, hi, I'm Leanne, the nursing student. And I wondered if you could just write an order for her to get that medication prior to being turned. He was furious. How dare me, a lowly nursing student, approach him uh, and question. So... Um, uh, so anyway, he uh, had complained about me. I went to the dean of nurses several times on things like that. I just thought I was just helping out, and that wasn't the way the doctor saw it. So when I asked her if I was going to be kicked out of school, she said, are you kidding? I wish I had 100 more like you. And that was when I first began to realize that there were um, systems that were set up in the hospital that I wasn't aware of and that I needed to be more aware of. And one of the things was that hierarchy of doctors to nurses. Yep. And so it was things like giving up your chair when a doctor walked into the room. I mean, just a lot of things that when I think back were really kind of crazy. Uh, one of the things that I did as an OR um, tech is I was involved in, in being able to work uh, with, again, patients that I'd had before. So I was able to learn how to handle some of these really um, arrogant doctors. 
and I learned that I needed to stand up to them, but I had to do it in a way that was not undermining their authority and maybe their ego. Great, great, great learning, really. So let's turn now to uh, your different practice experiences. I know the first job you got was in Denver. Yes. In MedSurge. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Again, uh, naivete. My friend Darlene and I traveled through the entire uh, central part of the United States looking for a job, any job. Minnesota was supplying, supplying nurses to the entire country at that time, and most places didn't want to hire a new grad RN. The mantra was always, come back when you've got two years of experience. How you were going to get that experience was on your own. Uh, we finally were offered a position in medical surgical units at St. Joseph's Hospital in Denver. And what we realized is that was a lot of responsibility. But also what I really wanted and what I initially was applying for was obstetrics. And they wanted us to start and get a minimum of a year experience in med surge. So we went ahead and did that. It was phenomenal experience in the basics of nursing, in dealing with crises that came up so many different ways that I was so grateful to have that experience. Uh, when I did, again, apply for OB, it turned out you got hired into med surge or OB, uh, and you couldn't switch from one to the other. I left there and went to Wisconsin, and I was uh, hired again into med surge. Uh, but later, two years later, I was able to uh, work in OB and get trained there. And that was really what I wanted to do. And I could tell that was so important. But what so, I also found out was that my med surge experience was incredibly valuable to me. Um, I remember one specific situation where we had a cesarean section going on. And the father apparently fainted. But what we figured out was that he actually had a heart attack. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. So we were in the C-section, we had a mother, we had a newborn baby, and we had a father on the floor needing a complete, wow. um, you know, CPR. Right. So um, So your med surge was really invaluable. It was invaluable. And even though I didn't think it was a good idea at the time, you know, in retrospect, very important. Now, I know you were in OB. In fact, we kind of, that's how we first came exactly. together in OB. Yeah at Midway Hospital and didn't work as intimately together then as we did later. But when you were in OB at Midway, you ended up moving to HR. And how, how was that transition for you? It was a very difficult transition for me. When I started being a nurse and realizing how much I love nursing, I couldn't imagine doing anything other than being a bedside nurse. So when it looked like I was not going to be able to be at the bedside and not be in that field that I wanted to be in, I was crushed. I felt like I had died. And so in the course of it, to be able to move on, I had to peel back what I called the onion to find out what was the core of working in that field that I so much loved. And when I peeled it back to the core, I realized it was helping people do something that they didn't think they could do, and not only doing it, but to to do it to the level that they felt like a, a shero or um, that they felt really good about what they had accomplished. And I thought, well, there must be other ways to do this. Did it help that you'd been a nurse in order to 
hire, do the hiring process. Oh, yes. That was the next thing that I went into. I, I began hiring nurses, and it was phenomenal because I knew those jobs. I had worked in almost every area of hospital nursing, so I knew what the job was. I knew what the needs were, and in hiring people, I could find the best fits to send to a manager to make her decision. And what they said, the managers would come back and say that they had tremendously less turnover because those nurses stayed, loved their job, and did very well at it. You know, that's that's a huge switch from clinical nursing to into HR. How did you handle that disappointment? Uh, I looked at it as that this was doing, again, the same thing that I had loved about doing OB, was helping people when they were trying to do something they weren't so sure they could do. And I found that I could translate that into many other areas of my work life, uh, that there were many ways that I could help and encourage and assist people um, at critical areas of their life. So... How did you even learn about HR? I mean, that's so different or recruiting or, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's not that's you know, not what you learn in Yeah, in but nursing. you know what? I loved nursing so much that it seemed a natural connection. I'm also, if you haven't figured it out, a good talker. And I <laughs> learned to be a much better listener. And so what I found was that uh, I love talking to nurses, and this was another way of talking to them. We actually, you and I were involved uh, in when we opened a brand new hospital in Woodwinds in Woodbury, Minnesota. Hadn't opened a hospital in Minnesota in I don't know how many decades, probably. So it was so fun to be able to talk to these nurses. And one of the questions I would ask them is, um, tell me about a time when you had gone above and beyond. Mm. And the stories they would share with me were just unbelievable. We would both be in tears by the time we would be done with it. Wow. And the irony was that uh, my boss was... um, a kind of person who didn't like emotions. So she would say, we don't want those nurses. And I would say, oh, yes, we do want those nurses. Absolutely. Wow. Well, it sounds like, and I know it's really been a wonderful experience yeah. for you in nursing. We need to take another break here. And so um, we're. you've been listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Uh, exploring the world of nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and I'm here with Betsy Stites. We're going to come right back, and I hope you will stay tuned. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, 
career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to LeanneVoiceAmerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, another look at nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, your host, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Betsy Stites. We're talking about me. <laughs> That's it, Leanne. And, you know, we've covered a little bit about the program and how you got into nursing and your first experiences and how you ended up in HR, which doesn't seem very related to nursing. But I think you you talked about how it really did allow you to communicate and get people excited about what they had to offer. Let's talk about how you moved into something called the Dislocated Worker Program, and what was that anyway? Um, This was uh, during a time period when uh, hospitals were closing. There was a lot of financial issues, and I worked for a corporation that was going to be closing uh, a small hospital. And I realized from myself what I went through leaving nursing, um, that I had picked up some new experiences and new wisdom about how to do it, and I asked, could I help these nurses that were going to be going? And that's how you and I really came together and worked so closely together because it was a wonderful program that the state had put together to assist individuals and give them the resources when they Mm -hmm. were laid off, and that included uh, the nurses. I think it was you had to have at least 50 people that were going to be laid off, and we had a lot more because we were closing a whole hospital. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful program. So when you... What did you get to do in that program? Uh, I got to plan the whole thing. So you and I and a few other people had talked about what we wanted to be offering for these people in this situation, um, but we didn't. Re- we hadn't any experience with it. So we had to connect with the state of Minnesota, and they had what was called a rapid response team. 
uh, as it turned out, we had actually planned more and better, deeper programs for these laid off employees than what the state was requiring. And so they gave us a commendation and said, go ahead. So what I realized is that these people are my friends. These are people that uh, some of them I didn't know personally, but I knew what they did. And I wanted them to make, to land in a good spot, to either be able to come back within the rest of the organization in the jobs that they were doing, or to be able to help them find maybe a new direction for themselves. But I wanted it to be a respectful uh, experience for them. And I, for years, people came back to me afterward and said that that was, I had given them permission to mourn that experience of leaving someplace. Some of them had been there for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And so I felt like that was what I wanted to do. And I heard from people that that's what they experienced. And, you know, I think that's just another part of the legacy of how important mission and passion and heart is for you and how important that those components are in the role of nursing. Correct. And and so I think that's great. I know you and I then got to be together in our organizational development area and leadership development area, which was, I just have such fond memories of that whole experience. We had experience. so much fun. And we a did. lot of it was because of you, your energy and your passion. And holy cow, what we got handed to be able to work on in a a large organization 7600 employees and we just no matter how bad it was or how difficult or how bleak it looked we somehow managed to pull a rabbit out of the hat we got a lot of awards we did for the things that we did and it always centered on people first relationships and we actually were able to over a period of many years pull the whole organization toward a relationship uh, type of, uh, instead of a business format, a relational format that went from the CEOs all the way to the very first, very last person who had been hired. And I got to uh, lead the new employee orientation, which we call new employee welcome. Mm And within that, you know, there are certain things we had to do, but I managed to put in an hour that was all about people respecting people. And I made a real point to them that that's what our culture was in our organization. And if they wanted to be successful, that's what they needed to know is how do we respect others? How do we teach others to respect us? How do we involve patients, families, colleagues, people from other departments that we know we're all working in one family toward the same goal and be respectful. And that was just a phenomenal experience for me to be able to do that. I remember we used to say, you know, there's no margin if there's no mission. Yes. And you have to have mission Mm -hmm. and passion in order especially when you're talking about healthcare. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And that's what people want. They want to be treated with respect and know that they are being cared for by people who really want to be there. And that that was a a great, a great thing. I I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like um, life, but healthcare for sure has gone through ups and downs and different ways of looking at how to deal with it. Right now, we seem to be in very much of a business 
um, format or theory, yep. format of doing this uh, healthcare thing. And that is not what attracts the people who do healthcare the best. Right. And right. so you're actually pushing people away who are the very people we want to have. And the whole idea, um, there's so much going on now with government too, where we're not looking at, you know, if you just look at saving money, which is what you were talking about with the margin, if you're just saving money, you don't look at the long-term situation. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, And that's why it's really, that's why I think the experiences that you've had really have made such a difference and why you got the feedback you did as you moved into teaching uh, not only orientation but that moving into the whole teaching retired nurses. Um, So talk more about how you went from you were in OD and leadership development and then uh, you've ended up now uh, in your current role at teaching refreshers. Well that was kind of a, a whole uh, journey too because what ended up happening is I had two very severe accidents uh, the first one was I was walking across the street and was hit by a truck mm-hmm. so I was thrown into the air landed on my head and had a lot of injury and so it took me about a year to recover from that and just about the time I was really recovering and getting better I was in a rear-ended car accident in which I ruptured eight discs in my neck and my back, um, which were misdiagnosed for about nine months. So by the time I just got rid of all my doctors and started fresh and found out what was wrong and started to heal again, I thought, what am I possibly going to be able to do going forward? I could barely do even common, like taking care of myself or housework or anything. And so I really worried that I was no longer going to be able to contribute to this incredible world of nursing and and people. So I created a job for myself at a a spine care center, which I wasn't able to do. It was just uh, physically, I just couldn't. But the day that I got laid off from there, I got a phone call from Normandale Community College, and they wanted to know if I'd like to teach a nursing RN refresher course. And at first I thought, it's been a long time since I've been a nurse, how would I do that? And then I realized, it it dawned on me, I didn't have a lot of choices for one thing, but it dawned on me that I could make a difference again by being able to teach and share with other people who are coming back into the profession what I had learned, what had been given to me. And I realized that they had so much for me to learn and that they could learn from one another. That's so cool. So how long have you been teaching this course? I started in uh, February of 2014. I do three classes a year of 10 weeks each. And so I've had, I think I counted up, it's about 11 classes that I've had now. And everyone gets better than the one before. And I think I gain as much or more than what they say they're gaining. So you're able to still live out your passion. And and make a difference. Yes. Which is just... So it is. exciting. It's, to me, what I'm doing is so mission-centered. Um, the pay is not great, and that's kind of a situation for lots of teachers. But the emotional paycheck, which has always been the most thing for me, is there. And so this is what I want to bring, is that passion and that 
interest. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about all the questions I have about nursing and about medicine and what's going on and how people deal with things and all of that. I just feel like that's what interests me. There must be similar questions that other nurses have too. And that brings us really to the purpose of this program. Yes. And the, talk about the lineup a little bit because I know we don't have many minutes left. So Yeah, yeah it just sort of slips away here. So just uh, some of the ideas that you've got right now. Yeah, um, lots of ideas, and they seem to be coming all the time. But I keep thinking about what all about the breadth and depth of nursing. And you said that a little bit about what all the opportunities are for people in nursing. Even if you just get the basic nursing um, uh, uh, license, that can take you in any number of different directions. So to kind of pursue those opportunities to... Um, Think about where have nurses come from and where are we now and where are we going in this very insecure and unplanned future? And can nurses be a part of planning that future? I understand um, you're going to have some of your students I am. from the refresher yes. class. Um, we're hoping that I have three students uh, that have been in different classes and they're going to bring very unique and separate um, experiences that they're coming to. One is somebody who started to be a nurse late in life. Uh, another is someone who uh, graduated from nursing school, got married the next day, and had eight children. <laughs> After 20 years never having been a nurse, she came back to this refresher course. Wow. And the third person is somebody who was always in nursing and kept going right through the roof of glass ceilings and administrative and um, just did so many things and finally is has her own entrepreneurial business businesses that she's dealing with but she came back to the refresher course to renew her license and to see where she could go with it from there. I understand so, you're going to have someone from the mission field. Yes, we want to have people who have uh, come back into nursing for the specific purpose of being able to go on a mission trip. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Something I would never have occurred to me, that people yeah. out of nursing for 20, 25 years might think to go and do something like that. Right, right. Sounds like a really exciting, exciting lineup. And I'm looking for lots of new ideas, too. Those that you might have of what you would like to hear about, questions that you have about nursing yourself. If you're thinking about coming back into nursing, what would that entail for you and where you live? Uh, many times we stop ourselves before we ever give ourselves a chance to even try. Mm -hmm. And that's such a shame because even people who have uh, gotten their license but never worked as a nurse have life experience. Right. So right. much incredible life experience and wisdom that they can bring back into the profession. They certainly didn't have at 18, 19, 20 years old. Well, and I think as we started the program, it was really a reinforcement that um, there aren't as many people coming into nursing anymore, and we need more nurses. So it really is about not only attracting people to nursing, but keeping them in nursing and uh, bringing them back if they haven't practiced before. And I think the program is really a wonderful opportunity to um, I was think I was thinking the word reheart, uh, <laughs> um, bring the heart, reinforce the importance of the heart in nursing because I think in today's chaotic healthcare environment, 
uh, it is easy to get overwhelmed with all of the technology and the chaos. And this is an opportunity to really reconnect with what is nursing all about. I think about, too, that there's so many choices out there for, for young people, uh, for all people. But for many of us, just a job that doesn't come from the heart and doesn't inspire the spirit is not really a job they really want to be doing. And nursing is that kind of profession. And, and there are very few, I think, that incorporate that. So they need to tune in on yes. Mondays <laughs> at 10 o'clock Pacific time, right? Correct. So that's uh, 12 o'clock Central time and uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, and we could go through all of them, but we're not going yeah. to. So yeah, this actually um, brings us first full circle. We're kind of back to the end of this show, which went really fast, don't it, you think? It did. And I'm hoping that it inspired something for you that you will want to come back and listen and to participate. And I would be very open to any suggestions, comments that you might have. So at the end of this inaugural show of Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing, it's been really fun. And I'm looking forward to um, going forward and um, experiencing even more of this. So again, to get a hold of me, if you have ideas that you would like to share with me, it's Leanne Voice America at gmail.com. Leanne is spelled L-E-A-N-N-E. And Leanne Voice America is all one word. My website is www.leannemeyer.com. And we will be back again on Monday, August 6th. And again, as we said, we're going to have those three refresher students of mine. And I think that will be really interesting. They don't even know each other. So they will be meeting each other as we're meeting you and you are meeting us. So thank you, Betsy Stites, my friend, my colleague, and I would like to say the world changer extraordinaire because (laughs) you've done some pretty phenomenal things in your career also. And it has made it much easier for me to be able to get through this first session and uh, hopefully let people know what the show is about. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. I also wanted to thank my producer, Tacey Trump, and Randy Jackman uh, and all of the engineers and also Jeff Gerstel who's been very helpful with as the director of host services thank you so much and talk to you next week thank you for listening to Once a Nurse Always a Nurse exploring the world of nursing with your host Leanne Meyer be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel have a productive and insightful week again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america health and wellness channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericahealth.com 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.